You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. What's up, Military Millionaires? I wanted to briefly talk about a service I offer that a whole lot of people don't seem to know about, and I guess that's a failure on my part for not having discussed it enough. So look, finding a realtor that understands investing and or the VA loan or, or both is not always the easiest thing in the world. And finding a lender, same thing. So what I have started doing is I've built a, well, I have a large network, but I've started to compile it all together finally as a legitimate uh, Excel document-driven, location-driven list for you guys essentially so what it what it is is basically just my way of helping connect you with a realtor or a lender that i know personally and have vetted and talked to and understand that they're not going to screw you and what i do is like for example i had a market where i had two or three agents that i all sent the same person as a connection and said hey man you know i, I trust I, I know all of these let me know what you think and they all said the same agent and same thing. So what I've done is if there's multiple agents in the same market, I choose the best one and that's who I'm going to hook you up with. But the whole point of this is just to help ensure that you get connected to the best agent. So if that is something that you would like, just go to the website, go to frommilitarytomillionaire.com slash VA dash realtor slash, or just reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. I'll send you the link or you can find it on the resources page of the website. But look. All it is is a way to help connect you with an agent who's going to hook you up. No, I don't charge a fee for you. No, I don't charge a fee for the agent. It's just a way to hook you guys up. At the end of the day, as a buyer, you're not going to pay for a realtor anyway. So, ta-da, it's magic. You might as well use one. As far as VA lender, I've got a really good one that I work with and know very well. There's several others that are pretty good. And I'll probably try to steer you away from some uh, companies that I just don't think are very reputable or have been very helpful. So, you know, if this is a service that sounds good to you for free 99 then uh, reach out, and if not, then uh, enjoy the show right now. What's up, Alex? Was What's up, Dave? Hulk, Hulk smashing his computer before we hit record, but I Hulk smashed my computer this morning. But I'll tell you what, I uh, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I think I think I'm going to over the next few weeks. I'm going to turn my photography hobby into a real actual uh, business, and I think it's going to do. I actually have a lot of demand already, so yeah, it'll do good. You built you built it up the right way. It'd be good. Today's guest is uh, Dave Seymour. So this should be a little interesting. So he, he was not in the military. He's a firefighter EMT, but um, you may know him from Flipping Boston. So he's uh, he's been around a little bit. They reached out and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Sounds good. So Flipping and uh, video, that's, you're up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it should be uh, should be a good time, but uh, let's bring him in because he just hopped in the waiting room and let's just get this thing rolling. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Don't fucking tell this your story of woes, you prick. Let's go to work. Come on. Oh my gosh. All right. So that's how the show's going to go. I'm going to leave that as the intro. That's awesome. <laughs> so every episode, I end up going too long, and Alex has to tell me to hurry up. But today, the guest joined in, which is awesome. So, hey, what's up, military millionaires? I'm your host, David Perret. And of course, this is your co host, Alex Felice, who still thinks he's a temp, but can't get away. And, uh, We've got today, we've got on the show Dave Seymour, which is a, for those of you who've ever watched the show Flipping Boston, is probably a familiar face uh, or, you know, CNN, CBS. He's, he's been around the block a little bit. As a real I'm a big fan. deal, dude. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm all that in a bag of chips, brother. <laughs> so we've been chatting before the recording and I think, I think you guys are going to like this guy for sure. So Dave started out as a firefighter, EMT. 
He did that for like 16 years and then he got into real estate investing and he has just exploded. Like I said, you've probably seen him on TV. Now he's doing very large uh, private equity deals and multifamily syndication deals. And uh, we're going to kind of dig through all of that today. So it's going to be fun. Uh, Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, man. It's nice. It's like BSing with you guys a little bit before the show. It's, uh, it's nice to... I don't know, man. Look, I, I, I always look at it this way. I, I said before the show, I'm kind of like a blue collar guy in a white collar world. You know, in, in finance and, and, and big money, this it's loaded with, 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 I can swear on the show, huh? It's loaded oh, with absolutely. fucking pretension. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes. um, I've, I've made it like a mission. The TV show gives you a big set of balls when you walk into a room, right? So I've made it kind of like a mission for me to, to be able to, to take some of that Harvard pretension and, and, and tuck it in the corner somewhere and just have real conversations. So I love, I love just BSing with you guys. First time we met, but uh, uh, my kind of peeps, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, sure. Yeah, I have a bank background and it's like, I'm the only one who's not a stiff. It's very, it's very. Uh... Isn't that interesting? I tell you, here's, here's, here's my take on it, right? So I'm a, I'm a working class guy from from london originally i was born in london I, I grew up in england and emigrated back in 86 so my my dad was you know he was you know he was a heat and air conditioning guy you know what i'm saying my mom was secretary in a bank so there was no there was no financial education there was no you know i wonder what the stock market's doing today david you know what i mean that didn't happen in my household it was like you know do we have enough green stamps to to, to buy some some you know shopping or groceries this week so you know, as, as, as you come into this world, like you say, Alex, you know, uh, the, the stiffs, I think, I honestly believe that a lot of the jargon, financial jargon, real estate jargon, you know, investing jargon is, is an intentional separation between, between us and them. You know what I mean? Like, if you oh. don't understand the vocabulary, right, you can't play the, play, play the game. And I think it's intentional. I really do. Yeah, I have a finance degree and a bank background and I've been in underwriting and then, but I was in the army and I'm, I'm as rough as it gets. You know, I tell people, yeah. I'm like, I have a rough exterior, right? Uh, but I also have a rough interior, right? <laughs> and and yeah. it is interesting because I speak both languages. And so to me, it's, I, I'm, I have that, I, I've never thought about it the way you said it, but I'm like, why are all these people so uptight? Um, be, you can be a little raw and work in, you can wear pink shirts and work in banking, yeah. but nobody does. Uh, yeah. And I never thought that it was intentional, like you said, but maybe it does seem like a little separation of. I, um, you know, in England, the, the 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 class structure in England is very defined, right? And it's and it's difficult to move through those class structures. If you're, you know, if you're the, you're a worker bee, you're a worker bee for life. Your goal is to to bang out forty years of you know forty hours plus a week, and hopefully have enough of a pension to retire on. And in England, you know, I grew up on the English equivalent of the, the projects. We, you know, it was council housing. And, um, you know, we never aspired to, to have home ownership or financial fortitude or depth. It just, wasn't on the, it just wasn't on the radar. But there was plenty of people around me growing up who had money. And then when you come to America, and here's what I love about this country, and I'm proud to, to carry an American passport, Proud of my heritage, don't get me wrong. I'm a Londoner, I'm an Englishman. Wave the flag, God bless the Queen, cup of tea and all of that shit. But at the end of the day, I am proud to be an American because this country gave me the ability to move through financial classes, right? As long as you've got the, 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 the fucking boss to get up, stand up, participate, right? Uh, be in the game rather than sitting on the sidelines crying. Um, this country's amazing, so it's allowed... It's allowed a guy like me to, to work his way into, 
you know, closed rooms that the average dude can't can't get into right because of those barriers to entry whether it's intelligence and financial intelligence not intelligence in the sense of you know you're dumb you're smart but intelligence in the subject intelligence in the deployment of capital intelligence in the in the process and then having the balls to do it you know just having the the balls to actually get up and go rather than sit there with your hand out so i'm 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 a grateful immigrant turned u.s citizen um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I take that seriously. I really do. And your audience probably understands that more than most. You know what I'm saying? Well, the audience definitely speaks language number one of beat chess, say fuck. But, uh, but I, think, I think you're spot on with a lot of that, really. And I also think that I like that you just keep reiterating the having cojones because I think that's one of the things like like being a, a real estate investor in the military there, fundamentally there is no difference from being a real estate investor anywhere and I always just right. tell people like aside from like the VA loan but which isn't meant for investing so whatever but right. you know I tell people all the time like the biggest thing that helps service members out with investing is that the Marine Corps the military in general makes you decisive and it gives you a set of balls and like yeah. those two things like being able to pull the trigger on something and roll I I've had success in things I never should have tried. So yeah, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I concur, young man. I mean, I concur. Look, if, if I'm thinking about some of the, I've been blessed to be in the educational space um, before the TV show and then heavily after the TV show. So I've, I've had the, the honor and the pleasure of interacting with a lot of military um, folks and to be very direct with you, their, their chances of success have been higher than, than a lot of others for the exact reasons that, that you described, right? Um, you take the, the, look, if I'm successful at what I do and you see that, you respect it, and I tell you turn left and not turn right, you're going to fucking turn left. Don't question me. Turn left. It works, asshole, right? You've got a CO who, who understands what they're doing that you respect that you follow. They say jump, and I don't mean to be corny and disrespectful in any way. They say jump, you say how high, right? They, because you know it's the right thing to do because you're going to get the result that you want. So there's, there's so many parallels between, you know, the process of, of capital, the process of investing, the process of business. Look, some of the very, very best have come out of the military and become some of the very, very best, um, um, you know, business coaches. Um, I'm thinking of the big bulk guy. He was... Uh, he was um, SAS. He's, he does a lot of business coaching now. Oh, Jocko. Name? Jocko. You know, if you follow some of, some of the stuff that Jocko teaches and the way that he describes it, you know, lead, leadership in, in a real estate investing business requires fucking accountability, right? I, I own it. I own all of it. I own the good, the bad, the ugly. I own the right decisions. I own the wrong decisions. We celebrate our victories, right? And we learn from our, from, our, from our challenges and losses. And if you bring that kind of mentality into it, brother, it's, it's, it's fucking unlike Donkey Kong. It's, it's showtime. You know what I'm saying? So I, I took a lot of that. That's how it's funny. That was one of the ways I actually got the TV show because I was still fighting fires when I applied for that show. And my catchphrase was, is when everybody else is running out, we're running in. Because that's, that's what we do, right? Yeah. Everyone else runs away from a firefight. In the military, you're trained to, to, to engage. And it's the same thing in real estate, right? 2008, I started real estate. <laughs> people, people are saying to me, what do you do? I say, I'm a real estate investor. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. You think you had some kind of terminal illness, you know what I mean? But 
you know, with, with discipline, with, with, you know, truth, uh, knowing what you can and what you can't do, and then executing on what you can do, delegating and learning what you can't do, you know, it's, uh, it becomes repeatable, which is really what we want, right? We want a repeatable process. I want to know that if I do one, two, three, and four, number five is a payday. And once I, once I really s simplified it like that, I just kept going and going and going and going and, uh, you know, learning along the way. So I, I believe that the military mentality has a, uh, has a leg up. Um, uh, it has a, you know, as a power process behind it that not a lot of other folks can carry into the game. Does that make sense? I'm sure it does to you guys, right? So, yeah. I'm thinking of all our listeners right now, which are overwhelmingly primarily military people. And, you know, when I was in, I was getting these skills, but I didn't really appreciate it until, until I was older and I could reflect on what I, what I learned. And so many of the things you're saying right now, like if a, if a young GI is listening to this, like, dude, there, there's so many advantages in, in military uh, experience that don't really you know, having Dave explain them really lets them manifest. Like first your brash approach, right? I mean, people in America love that, right? If you can come in, you're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. We're here to get shit done. They're like, oh, this guy, this guy's got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Two yeah. is um, radical responsibility, hyper accountability. Like day one in the army, they taught me, they're like, no more mistakes. You just say you fucked up. You yep. take it, you own it. You own it. It's like, you that, say sorry. that helps. Um, systemization, right? Like, hey, look, we're going to, we know how to do this. We're going to make an SOP. We're going to make it standard. We're going to make it um, repeatable. Like those things um, really translate into real estate. Like what you know how to do it once, dude, the game's over. Right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. And uh, so many of these things are, are skills that you learn in the military, but they don't really, they're not so apparent. So the fact that you're listing them out like this, um, I think really helps, you know, a guy who's listening to this, like the skills that you're getting, they don't seem so apparent, but if you list them out like that, they, they're pretty obvious and they work. I, um, I heard every word of that and resonate with it. And, and I'm thinking back, and I didn't mention this pre-call because it, it still kind of like gets me going a little bit. You know, you said you're rough exterior, rough interior, Alex, right? So they used to call me the fucking iron marshmallow. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a badass <laughs> on the outside, but I'm soft as a sneaker full of shit when you really dial it in, right? But um, I remember, see, see, real estate investing is, is not a, it's not an individual sport. Um, real estate investing, wealth creation, you know, self-made millionaire is a fucking misnomer. It doesn't exist. Um, you know, there is nobody, whether you take a Mark Cuban or anyone, whoever created that, that wealth and those processes on their own. And I'm thinking about, and you'll, you'll identify with this. I, I, I never, I was never in the military. Um, I actually came to, I actually processed for the Air Force. Don't, don't, don't hate me. But I processed for the U.S. Air Force when I, when I first come, when I first came uh, to the states. The Marines were were hounding me in the uh, in the recruiting room next door to the to the Air Force room. Not but right. um, you know, I. I um, I was uh, I was alien status back then, but I remember I remember the the sense of 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 camaraderie, right? The the sense of of trust and faith in the guy or girl standing next to you, and I experienced a very small piece of that just in processing, and the ball breaking and the the fun that came with it, knowing that it was intended to separate the weak from the strong. Simple. That's what it's for, right? Who who is my man when when it gets you know, when, when, the, when the city inspector is calling and saying, if you don't fix this within the next 12 hours, I'm shutting down your job, right? 
who, who are you going to reach out to? Who's going to be that lifeline? And I was, I was thinking about my own experience in, in, in the fire service. Um, you know, we, we parallel that, that militarized structure, right? From a chief of the fire department, deputy chief, captains, lieutenants, firefighters. And, you know, the very best guys for us were, were ex-military. So they came through, you know, I'm a little older than you guys. So, that, you know, a lot of my peers in the firehouse came through Desert Storm. Then they came through the second, um, the, the, the second um, uh, theater that you, we had out, out in the Middle East. And I remember this story, man. I'll tell it because you'll appreciate it. My partner on the medic truck, so I'd, I'd rotate between the, the engine, the ladder, and then on the medic truck, and I'd do 24s on the, um, on the medic truck. And my partner was an ex, ex-jarhead. His name was Paulie. He's ex-Marine. And we had a, a younger Marine circle into our job to do some ride time on the medic truck. So he was getting out of the core. And these two guys are standing in the kitchen, and you've got old Marine talking to young Marine, right? So there was, there was obviously that commonality right there. And they were talking about the flak jacket issues that they had um, on Desert Storm. And Paulie, my guy, was asking this younger kid, you know, did they resolve that issue? And the, gun, and the guy says, yeah, the, you know, the issue was resolved. And Paul's like, well, how do you know? And the guy said he took a couple of rounds, sent a mass while he was, was, was out there doing what he did, and the jacket held up. And I thought to myself, when I heard, I'm sitting in the chair, I was the cook in the firehouse. The first thing I said was, dude, your money's no fucking good here. I'm buying lunch for the time of the year. <laughs> that one's on me. And I looked at the rest of the guys on my crew. I said, you're all ponying up, you fuckers. But big picture on it was this, is like a line of communication, a given trust, and then an execution, right? So this, this guy had earned his right to be a part of this team. And if you take that essence and you bring it into, um, into real estate, it, ju- it goes like this. It's, it's, it's the same process. I am the CEO. I'm the CFO. I'm the EIEI fucking EIO, whatever I am, right? Like I'm, I'm the guy at the top. I own it. But to su- now surround myself with the very, very best underneath me, is what makes me successful. My partner, Walter, in, in Florida, who buys our multifamily assets. My young partner, Eric, 24 years old, fucking genius with the computers. Delegate and build that team. And I know I went kind of long-winded, but I think, I think it's in, important to understand that, for me, that's the structure of real estate investing. I do it the same way I, I fought fires. I never did it on my own. I locked arms. I always had somebody right there behind me or in front of me. And in the fire service, it was two in, two out. You never go alone, ever. You never go alone. There's no, there's no fucking rogue shit going on here. We do it together as a team, you know? So it works. It works. First, I love that this, uh, it's, such a, it's such a military way to check if body armor works. Oh, how, how do you know it works? I got shot. <laughs> you couldn't find a better way to, to figure it out, boys? <laughs> he said he took two. I don't understand, you know, caliber of weapons and stuff, but it, it sounded like a big-ass fucking bullet to me, and he took two of them. He was, yeah. he was well, still standing there. So I, I'm not taking away. I don't care what size the bullet is. I'm not taking away if you anything away from you. Know, me if you, took. you know what's crazy? I worked in a city as a medic, and uh, you know the gangbangers, the morons, would run around the, the streets, and all they ever had was 22s, right? And I get this one kid one time. He's in the back of the truck, and uh, he's he's talking to his his cronies. It was the blue team and the red team, and he's talking to his cronies outside the truck as we're loading him in the back. He took a couple of twenty twos to the to the side. I think it was no. He got one in his ass and one in his side. 
and he's, he's shouting at his boys. He's going, don't worry, boys. I'll be home, bro. It's only a 22. It's all good. So I close the door of the truck. He's being all tough. I close the door of the, the ambulance. I go, buddy, more people die from a 22 rattling around inside than any other caliber, caliber weapon. And he's like, ah, 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 save me, save me. So uh, everyone's a tough guy when they're standing up in front of a crowd, right? And then you get some reality check and suddenly they ain't so tough anymore. But hey, why would we talk oh, about man. that? That's not real estate. Hey, I love but- I love I love your message about teamwork because you know this old that old saying about entrepreneurship. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with people. Yeah. And you know, one of my skills is is people. Really, I mean, everybody who really knows me, like that's that's what I focus on. Less than real estate is investing in people. And the more that I do that, I find that I I go really far. And it's a tendency to for new real estate investors to go alone. Um, and I understand that when you're new, right? Hey, let me get one or two, three, four done before I start you know, trying to lose money for other people. Um, but can you expand on the trend on that transition? Maybe like, you know, you probably started, maybe the idea was let me start alone and then bring people in. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't want to use any other, like the seminar corny catchphrase, but a lot of, there's a lot of truth behind, uh, those, those one liners for one of a better term. Heard a guy one time said, your, your net worth is a direct correlation of your network, right? Um, I started in real estate because I was a financial donkey. I worked the firehouse for 40, 44 to 48 hours a week on average. Then I worked another 20 hours in construction with my own guys digging ditches because I still didn't know how to manage money. And then I worked part-time um, <laughs> retail security. I was a special cop, you know, just trying to fucking make another buck every hour. So... I came into real estate alone, uh, and I mean that literally alone. Like I knew how to dig a ditch. I knew how to build a, build a deck. I knew how to put in a kitchen, um, but I, I knew nothing else. I didn't understand the other side of real estate. And, um, you know, my financial illiteracy, my spending habits cost me almost a house. It cost me a marriage. Uh, almost cost me a relationship with my then eight-year-old son, who's now 24, but... Um, I was, I was in my truck. I've always been a Ford guy. I'm driving an F-150 and I'm screaming and shouting at my God. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I did everything. I came to the land of milk and honey, the United States of America. I worked my fucking ass off 120 hours a week. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. I'm sober 30 years. I can't even blame it on booze. I got nothing. I got nothing to blame it on other than myself, right? And at that moment in time, the, the commercial came on, you know, teach me foreclosure, a free one and a half hour seminar coming in your neck of the woods. Dave, Alex Royce, that's how it started. I showed up at a, at a seminar with, um, with my wife, who's, who's now my wife today. And um, I started hearing and seeing things that I found to be attractive and truth. And that was, you know, I learned that debt is a tool. It's not something that you, you, you go, you know, that is good. That is, that is good. I like leverage. I, you know, I understand. Somebody told me one time you could have what's called a self-directed IRA. You didn't have to let somebody else manage your money. And I went, oh, I like that. And I, I just began, you know, um, and I sought out mentors. I sought out people who were doing what I wanted to do. And because I, I've always kept my feet on the ground, I've attracted good good people along the way you know what i mean i i always for me i i always um 
I want to leave a relationship, any relationship, in a better place than what I found it. For both of us, not just for them, but for, for both of us, right? Reciprocity. And I took that to heart and I stayed, I stayed the course with that. And um, it allowed me to learn what a wholesale transaction was. And I'm $70,000 in credit card debt when I start. And then one day I get a check in my hand for five grand on a wholesale transaction. And I'm like, fuck, I said, this got to be illegal. I stepped out of the attorney's office and I'm looking for five to start pulling up and grab me right there on the you know, because think about what we've done in our lives to earn five grand. And I got a, I didn't even own the house. I got a check for five G's. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. So it was, it was always, um, you know, locking arms with, with the right people. Was, did I always make the right choices? No. Have I been burned? Yep. Right. Fuck me once. Shame on me. Fuck me once. Shame on you. Fuck me twice. Shame on me. Right. So I never, I, you learn those lessons financially you know, relationship wise, but, um, it's always been, it's always been a team and they got to qualify. You, you got to qualify to come play in my sandbox. Cause I got the coolest sandbox in the fucking world. And if you don't bring the right attitude, if you don't bring the right work ethic, if you don't bring the right, even personality, I can't stand whiners and complainers. And my captain in my firehouse used to say to me, there's drains and radiators. There's people who radiate, who want to get up and go, who want to train hard and be the best. He said, and then there's fucking radiators. And they're the, they're the guys who sit in a recliner and just complain all the time. He said, you choose who you're going to hang around with. And it's the I same in them, real estate, you know? I call them propellers and anchors. Yeah, propellers and anchors. We had a guy one time in a firehouse. Check this out, right? I'm in my first year on the job. I'm still, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I'm all excited. and Fucking, I'm a firefighter. Look at my cool shit, right? And um, I got detailed out to what we call the, uh, the retirement hall, which was Engine 11, which was a, a company that did very, very little work. And it's kind of where the older guys went. And I was there on a Saturday night on the weekend. And I'm like sitting up straight in my chair. I'm waiting for the bell to go. And we're going to go to work. And this old prick sitting next to me in the recliner. And he's flicking through the, the remote control. And he looks at me and he goes, ah, this job sucks. I go, why? What's up? He goes, there's nothing on TV. He said, I'm going to bed. What? This job sucks. There's nothing on TV. I'm going to bed. And I, I never forgot that because I said to myself, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that complacent asshole who's just showing up in life to get a paycheck. I'm not interested in that. I'm not signing up for that program. So I'm in my early 50s and yet I still feel like a like a 24-year-old who's, who's getting up and, ah, right? I want to go at it every day. You know what I mean? And that's because of the people that surround me. So this job sucks. I'm going to bed. You are right. <laughs> you kidding me? That's so good because so many people don't, you know, I, if you work with next to somebody who's 10, 15, 20 years your senior and you don't want their life, you need to make some drastic fucking yeah. changes, my friend. Yeah. Where do you think you're going to end up? Yeah, and that's the truth. And it's, it's that simple. People, you know, people are sitting in a job they hate, and then they're looking at somebody next to them, and they're complaining. I'm like, they're 25 years older than you. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what do you think about the change if you're just sitting here, you know, making the same complaint? So I love Agreed. that right there. Like that, that right there is is uh, is a really good insight. I wanted to interrupt this show very briefly to talk about beyondpricing.com. And this is the way that I've been doing dynamic pricing. And I just wanted to share it with you because in the last two weeks, I've gotten three bookings that have already 
made up for any cost that this would have been to me. In fact, it especially does because it just pulls a small piece off of, I think it's 1% off of what you make in income. And I've already seen a multiple like 10, 20, $30 uh, per day price. So yeah, sure, I, they might get 1% fee, but uh, they're making me at least 5%, 10% more. So it's a win, win, win. It doesn't cost you anything out of pocket. So definitely check out beyondpricing.com. It is very good about fluctuating. What it does is it adjusts up and down your daily flow, your daily rent, so that if you have a guest on Thanksgiving, you won't make the mistake I did where they're paying the same as they would have been two weeks prior on a Wednesday, which sucks. I missed out on probably $200 without having this earlier. So definitely check it out. I'll put a link down below. Dynamic pricing and specifically beyondpricing.com is an absolute must for anybody in the short-term rental game. Don't get caught without it. You know, yeah. you know what happens too is like attracts like, right? It, it, that's the simple oh, stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like attracts like. Uh, I think about some of the some of the recruits that try to come into into our engine company. I worked on Engine One. We were like the second busiest engine company north of Boston, south of Portland, Maine. Uh, we did as many as five thousand runs out of our firehouse as an engine company in a year, right? So a lot of it was bullshit, but it was on, right? We got the shootings, the stabbings, the fires, the the wackadoos, the the, the cracker nuts. I mean. All the flippers and floppers and wibblers and wobblers. I mean, I loved it. I fuck, I loved it. I loved the chaos. I loved the adrenaline. I loved, you know, being on right on the line with it all. But there were guys that wanted to work for the fire department who didn't really want to be firefighters, and they they couldn't make it. They couldn't make it. They couldn't get through the ball breaking. They couldn't get through the, you know, the the physicality of what we did. You know what I mean? And um, you know it. it it finds its own level. And again, there's so many parallels between fire service, military, business, that, that it's, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Because there is, there, again, there is no successful one person. It's always a team process. And, and then when, you start to, when you start to get the right people around you, get energized like it's you know for me it's nine o'clock eastern standard time and i'm pumped up you guys have you guys have killed it for me today it's perfect i'm ready to go fuck some shit up today you know what i mean you I've, are I've, welcome <laughs> right? Right? i got some calls today and i'm ready to rock and roll i'm gonna, I'm gonna go raise me a million bucks today you know what Hell i mean oh yeah but, hey, but it, it's, hey, it's Dave, because you, of the people that are around you you know do you uh where do you where are you, where are you based out of I'm uh, just north of Boston. I'm in a city called, I, I worked in a city called Lynn, Mass, but I'm, I'm in Danvers, Massachusetts now, just north of Boston. Do you have a uh, full-time media production videographer on staff by chance? <laughs> Sounds like I'm about to get fucking pitched. Um, yeah, it does. We, 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 do some, we do some stuff. I, I shot a couple of videos as a local company, but I'm always I'm always open to discussion, my brother. I like that you're asking the guy not, who not, has a TV show if he has access right. to videos. I'm not uh I'm not disgusted. I'm not I'm not pitching you. I'm not disgusting anything. I'm gonna show up at your door with my camera. <laughs> Do it, baby. You're welcome. I'll show you around <laughs> town a little bit. We're going to we're going to the uh into the north end to Mike's pastry. We'll get a little cannoli. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. Hey, I'm from Rhode Island. I'm from south of Providence. No shit. My wife's from Rhodey. Yeah, what part? Uh, the, she is a uh, wound socket rocket. Oh, wound socket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wound socket. Yeah, yeah. get a, get a couple of dy yeah. dynamites. Get some of them French Canadian loving going on. Yeah. 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 I got to come visit. Uh, 
I gotta come visit. Well, I gotta come visit you, and maybe I'll see my parents while I'm up there. <laughs> yeah, get your priorities straight, kid. <laughs> my uh, my brother-in-law is a uh, a lieutenant on the Woonsocket Fire Department. Okay, and he was he was just up yesterday with the in-laws, which is always a fun trip. Um, they got to hang out. This COVID shit's it's kind of crazy, you know. You you don't even know if you want to kiss and hug your own peeps, but you know, if I worried about that every day, I'd never get out of bed. So I, I just exactly. pay as much attention. Yeah, you know, what are you guys seeing in the military? Are they bringing in crazy SOPs for this stuff or no? Yeah, we've had some some intense uh, for for a while there. We weren't allowed to travel more than thirty miles from our home. Um, they just shut everything down and said you're not going anywhere. All leave is yeah. denied. Uh, training basically ground to a halt unless it was really like critical training um and we we're still doing like 14 day quarantine if someone travels out of state or out of country gotcha. um kind of going back to normal but then kind of not we're doing some telework stuff too which is nice so like uh for the last few weeks i've worked one week in the office one week at home with my laptop which has allowed me to get stuff done for both the marine corps and life so it's been good um but nothing, nothing super, super, super crazy. I, I, th I think we're just, we're probably just adhering to what the CDC is recommending more than no most people are. Yeah, we, uh, we just went through, um, we went through a serious lockdown in mass, right? So we did the, we did the full lockdown thing, which was, which was chaos. I think I ate my way through COVID. I came out twenty pounds heavier than when I went in. Um, but um, we came out of that and that we've gradually opened up and statistically we're, we're doing okay. You know what I mean? Like the, the new cases and all that stuff. But the states that just really didn't pay any attention to it, well, you know, they're now, they're now number one news. Your, your Floridians and your Texans and everything else. And look, man, I, I don't know about anybody else and, and I'm not an advocate. It's just one guy with one opinion. But if I, if I let that be as big of a... a um, influence in in my life and my business as it is for some other people i'm not i'm not going to move forward you know what i'm saying i still have I, I i mean these zoom calls that we do on business are obviously pretty good i still want to squeeze the flesh when i'm i'm taking a check for a hundred grand you know what i mean i still want to be able to meet somebody yeah right alex you know that person to person is still powerful but we can do it with some intelligence so i think business can um can still move forward but we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see some substantial changes, you know, end of Q4, beginning of Q1 in the real estate marketplace. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'll be locked and loaded and ready to go when that when that opportunity presents itself. Because of the work that we do now, we prepare for the future. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. yeah, COVID was a pisser. Whoever would have thought COVID was coming, huh? Yeah, twenty twenty has been a a ride for a good time. So, all right. So I'm gonna ask. So we, we oh, I'm gonna let Alex talk. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm 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 ready for what whatever's next. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. I'm mean, you know I've been joking about this on the on the uh, around the house, so I'm gonna say it on on a podcast so that it's public, so that uh, on September 9th something crazy is gonna go down on the media. Apparently, Hillary has a court date, so there's my there's my prediction. Just so it's really? out in public that on September 9th something crazy is gonna be on the news, so and it's not gonna be that. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's go down this rabbit hole. So, uh -oh. um, uh, I shouldn't have done Ep that. Epstein's <laughs> yeah, hottie. Epstein's hottie, right? You, oh you yeah, follow, yeah, Did yeah. you follow the Epstein story? <laughs> no. So Epstein's, you know, young lady friend there. She just got uh, snapped up in New Hampshire. Now Epstein goes into that lockup in New York, and as we know, he didn't come out. Right now, they grab her in New Hampshire, and where do they send her? The exact same lockup that Epstein went to. 
Now, if you like a little bit of like, ooh, something's happening, what's going on, do a little research on Epstein and, and um, Clinton's and the rest of those guys, and uh, who knows? There might be some thoughts that get connected. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. May uh, not but be look, Prince, Prince Andrew but... is uh, not without fault either, so... You know, it's, uh, I don't know if you watched that documentary on Netflix, but it was pretty, it was pretty insightful, pretty informational, but uh, yeah, Hillary. It's interesting times for sure. Hillary. All right. So we've talked a little bit about how you became, you went from being a firefighter, you jumped in, you got in 2008 through a seminar and you did all, I mean, you've done a lot of crazy stuff, but yeah. what, what is going down now? Like, I, I think from what we were talking before, you're, you're in the more of the syndication multifamily realm now. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we, we, um, yeah, we had uh, January of this year, I was approached by a hard money lending company out of San Diego. And they said, Dave, you know, nobody's really branded hard money before. And as I said earlier, contractually, I'm able to kind of like make my own decisions now. <clears throat> and I said, you know, I like that idea. And we opened up a, a hard money uh, lending branch. We had about 15 million in the pipe. Um, and we were working off of a, a $50 million line of credit to, to originate these loans to investors, hard money loans, you know, a couple of points, 8%. Uh, we were doing 80-20 on the loan size. So 80% of the capital we would put up, they put up 20 and then we do the, the construction draws, pretty standard. But it was exciting because we could do it nationwide and we could scale it up. So we had, like I said, $15 million in the pipe and COVID hit. And as soon as COVID hit, it shut down the hard money lending business, put me out of business in three days. Yeah. Three days I was done, son, over, um, finished. And the reason was is I couldn't, I couldn't sell our mortgages to Wall Street because Wall Street wasn't buying them. Secondary, you, you understand that from finance. Secondary tertiary markets weren't buying up the notes. You're done. You know, you've got no capital flow. So you know, I took a pretty substantial kick in the ass with that one. You learn your lessons. And um, God is good. You know, you say a few prayers. You're, 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 you're open to the next opportunity. And, Gentleman, I mentioned earlier, uh, Walter Novicki. Walter was um, he was uh, uh, special forces in the army. He's a military guy. He's a couple of years older than me, and uh, I know him. I trust him. I love him as a brother. And um, he'd done about 125 million in syndicated multifamily acquisitions um, in the Gulf Coast region of Florida. So from Fort Myers, pretty much following uh, Route 41, and I think it's I 75 almost. All the way up to up to Orlando, and in that belt, he would focus on the secondary markets outside the the metropolitan markets, and he'd look at maybe the twenty to one twenty unit apartment complexes. So he had raised in his career about one hundred and twenty million syndicated deals one at a time, Dave. Okay, um, put maybe ten fifteen investors on one particular asset, and then pay them a rate of return after they go through the the stabilization of the asset raise the NOI, then you raise the value of the asset, then you can sell it for more money than you purchased it. It's almost, uh, I was talking to a lawyer yesterday and he said to me, he said, he said, it sounds like you're doing flipping Boston on steroids. I said, yeah, it's kind of, kind of a way of looking at it. Yeah. So um, Walter and I and our team know that COVID is going to create a, a tsunami of opportunity in the multifamily arena for a couple of different reasons. Um, the younger generation doesn't want to own, own a home. Uh, they're not interested in 30-year in mortgages and following the same plan as their parents. So they become uh, sophisticated renters. Um, for that, they want quality home. They want services. They want amenities. So we focus on what's called a B-class property. 
B-class property is just a little less nice than that A-class property, all right? We might not have the best gym equipment, but we got gym equipment. Um, so we focus on those in the Gulf Coast region, and then we buy those on their actual numbers at the date of acquisition. So instead of buying them on what they could be, we buy them on what they are. So to really capitalize on it, you need a big checkbook. So for us, the big checkbook to buy as much of this stuff as we possibly can under our buying criteria is to raise what's called a private equity fund. So our private equity fund is in its raise stage now. We went live uh, Monday of this week, so a couple of days ago. Um, and we raise $100 million. The first $5 million, once that's in the account, we now pay an interest on that money. And the way we structure our fund is we have a, a preferred rate of return back to the investors, accredited investors only. The accredited investor comes in, they get a 6% preferred return. And as soon as they hit that first 6%, which is all theirs, there's no, there's no fund management share, then there's an equity share in any um, uh, profit over that. So the cash on cash targeted returns, historically, based on what Walter's done in the past, come in at 8 to 10%. So an eight to ten percent cash on cash targeted returns pretty substantial. It's better than um, you know if you trail twenty years in the stock market, for example. And then because we buy assets and consistently raise the rent, raise the valuation, and then liquidate inside the fund, they also participate on the upside of the uh, of the of the liquidation of the assets inside the fund. The fund will then run for six years, one year ramp up, five year performance. And the, it's called an IRR or an internal rate of return. The IRR on these historically has come in north of 20% uh, return. So it's, uh, it's a very, very nice play. Um, it gives diversification because they own shares in the fund rather than having their capital pinned down on one asset. Um, I know some guys who have invested heavily in the past two, three years in uh, retail. And uh, COVID taught us a lesson that People don't have to go to the fucking mall. You know what I mean? So if you ain't going to the mall, what's going on? And I know these guys, some, some you know, um, sponsors of these assets have had to make phone calls that no sponsor wants to make, i.e. there's no quarterly distributions this quarter and we don't anticipate any next quarter while we try and, you know, hold on to our asses and get through whatever this COVID is going to do to us. But people always need somewhere to live. So... You know, that, that's the big picture, Dave. Obviously, there's details in, inside of that. But, um, you know, single-family houses, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 hits, they're great, but they're still a well-paying job. You know what I mean? They, they don't get my heart rate up. Um, I've always been in commercial, which is something that I realized that people didn't know about me because of the questions that they asked me. They always thought it's just that guy from, from flipping Boston. But you know, as, as a professional real estate investor, you elevate your game every day, not just one day, but consistently going at it. And this is the, this is absolutely the next move and then bringing people along with us so that uh, we can benefit as well. Yeah. I like it. David and I, David and I have both made the transition to multifamily over the last year or so. Yeah. 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 I made a, I, I, I paid out distributions for July, just so you know. Just so everybody knows, I paid out my distributions for July. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, so modest. Since I got educated, I haven't lost a dime in real estate, in actual purchasing and selling. Not a dime. I don't have one investor who has never received their distributions in, in, in my business. And I say that with pride. But here, here's why. Because I'm the most conservative <laughs> I'm the most conservative asshole you'll ever meet. Yeah. I think it comes from my poor upbringing. 
Like, you know, the, the concept of losing money, you know, it breaks me out in, in like, a, like a rash. Like it, it gives me gastrointestinal issues. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just never, I never put myself in a, myself or, or my investors in a position where, where failure is an option, you know? And again, that goes to like a military or a firefighter background. If I go in, I know I'm coming out with the people I went with. It's just, it's just not up for debate. And I think of, I think of those financial relationships the same way. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't say the same. I've lost a little bit here, but never, never investors money, always just mine, which is, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to lose money, I suppose that's the way to do it, right? Make sure yeah. they get paid, take the hit yourself and keep rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So I got a few questions I always ask towards the end because I know we all got a, a day to start here soon. So sure. if an uh, 18 to 19 year old was to walk up to you asking you for advice on how to get started in, in real estate or, or just in life in general, and you only had a minute or two, what, what would you get, tell them? Get educated, get a mentor. Next question. All right. <laughs> I like this guy so much. <laughs> um, we, can, right. we can pontificate. There's no need, but those, those are the answers. Know what yep. the fuck you're doing and then follow somebody who's already doing it. But make sure you bring them some value. You don't no. get nothing for nothing in life, right? I like it. I like it. All right. What is one resource, uh, a book, course, website, or whatever that you would recommend to anybody looking to get started in real estate? Um. You know, I would usually go to like um, mindset reading because that was important to me. Um, but, you know, with your audience, getting your mind right is priority every single day. You know what I mean? Making that, that conscious decision to do something. So I wouldn't necessarily say <clears throat> that would be my first recommendation. Uh, I would think about business. You know, the mechanics of real estate is, is pretty easy. It's, it's, it's mathematical equations that we can all do. But if that was the case, and why isn't everybody, a, you know, a real estate billionaire? So I would start looking at some some business um, uh, literature. Um, Tim Ferriss is is a fantastic um, uh, resource. Um, Jacko, like we said, uh, is it Wallenick? Um, you know, I, I know your audience would identify with that. Um, I, I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in in, in the process and the, the the business structure of, of Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield was the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And, um, you know, it's, he's academic. You know, he's not rough around the edges, but uh, the message is, is pretty tight. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time learning from him. Um, I like Damon John. He's got some good stuff, you know, kid from the, from the, you know, the rougher part of town, you know, working out the back of his trunk uh, of his yeah. car and where he is today. There's, there's a good message in there and some and lessons to learn as well. So there's, there's enough to get you going. Um, and then on the real estate side, keep listening to, to David and, and Alex on the podcast and do what they tell you to do when they tell you to do it and everything will be okay. How was that? <laughs> I, I like that. I appreciate that. We'll, uh, we'll make sure we get you that royalty fee for that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, the world, they, uh, in the TV world, they call that product placement. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so, there's, a, there's a free book on our uh, website as that's well. That's what I was on getting the, to right yeah. now is where, yeah. where can people get your book and where can people get a hold of you? Yeah, go to uh, the website is freedomventure.com, freedomventure.com. If you scroll down on that front page, there's a free ebook on there, download, Unlocking the Code to Multifamily Investing. Uh, that was a book I wrote with uh, one of our board members, a gentleman by the name of John Dessauer. Johnny's a prolific uh, investor in the Chicago market and also in the Florida Keys. Um, he's also a um, property manager. 
Uh, he manages somewhere around uh, $100 million worth of real estate uh, as an asset manager. So there's some, some good information in that book, and, and it's a free download. So you can grab that on the website. And if you want to connect with me on a business level, grab me on LinkedIn. Just Google my name, Dave Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. Um, and then you'll find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm not on TikTok. They won't let me go on TikTok. They say I'm too old for TikTok. I don't, I don't you know are. what it is. Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are probably on there, huh? Uh, yeah. not, not, not successfully, but I definitely... <laughs> Look at him pointing. You're pointing the wrong way. You know the camera points in the other direction. <laughs> that guy. Every day my David. phone goes off. TikTok, David Perret, David Perret, David Perret. I appreciate that you have your notifications turned on and let me bug you. Thank you. I don't watch them. <laughs> I don't care. I'm bugging you apparently every day without even meaning to. You're in, you're in, he's in your subconscious, man. That's he it. used to say, you're not renting space in my head free of charge, you prick. Yeah, <laughs> I, charge, I charge him in other ways. Yeah, yeah. He'd come on my show as a voluntary co-host and solicit all my guests for videos. I love it. Speaking of which, I love it. Uh, speaking of which um, oh, I really am going to come to Boston. I'm going to see you. Do it. I'm gonna, do it, do I'm, it. Gonna, I'm gonna bring my camera and I'm gonna uh, do my magic and I'm gonna add some real value to you, and then uh, it's gonna be undeniable. And then we're gonna do a repeat episode. And you're like, this Alex guy is the real deal. This guy's, Despite- the, this guy's the biscuit. Yeah, I'll take it, man. Yeah, he yeah, won't absolutely. leave. He's I'm, a seriously, don't just talk shit. What's, I'm, gonna, <laughs> what's that I'm, leech? <laughs> I'm not gonna pay him. <laughs> you pay, no, you're not gonna pay me a dollar. You can't afford me anyway. <laughs> Oh, how you doing? How you doing? Seriously, don't just talk shit. Come on up, dude. Come on up for real. I don't. I don't. I do talk shit, but I. I. I am a man of my word. I. Uh, All right, cool. I, I'm gonna do cool. It the next few weeks, oh, I gotta. I gotta schedule it in, but I'm gonna do that for sure. All right, man. I look Dave, forward to it. Dave, I have. I have really appreciated this. You know. You, you know. You never know what you're gonna get when you. Uh, right. somebody, somebody who's been in the public eye is on a show, right? And unfortunately, yeah. too many of them aren't raw. And so I really appreciate the fact that you're still a firefighter. Yeah, man. Yeah. Back at you, boys. And I appreciate your past service, Alex. I appreciate your, your current service. You know, this is, uh, you know, what we all do here is for a, for, a, for a bigger cause. You know what I mean? So I know you got God, God country core, but, you know, it's, it's, it is. This is. This is a great fucking country to be a part of as long as you participate, right? Don't ask what it can do for you. Ask what you can do for it. He, he made a, uh, you know, he made a statement. So. Seriously, fellas, I appreciate you. Fuck the TV world and all of that stuff. There's something real going on here. You know what I mean? So if, if we can service our military and service them right, um, participate in, in helping the vets when they're coming out, participating in you know, financial education, um, we, have, we have a duty to do that, all of us, in whatever capacity we walk around in this community. So that, that's me to you guys. I appreciate you. Well, hey, uh, one last one last shameless plug. David Perret is writing a book, and I'm sure he's going to need some testimonials from a guy <laughs> like Dave Seymour. I'm just saying. All, all over it. All over it. Dave, he's too humble to the, ask. The, the title I'm, of this episode is going to be, did we talk about anything other than plugging ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> shameless plugs uh, are good, bro. I love Thanks. it. No, I appreciate it, Alex. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> yes to a testimonial. Yes to a trip to Boston. Whatever you guys need. It's all good. Oh, man. Right? Sounds great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dave. It's been a blast. Take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from military to millionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. 
While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.